Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Hey, it's story time again. I'm Michael Kingswood, and let's get rolling. Veritas Morte. Coming back to the science fiction novella that I wrote and that Keith Mickelson narrated. This episode will be scene eight. When last we left off, Lucian was kind of flummoxed because Princess Ophelia had again kind of left him rhetorically you know, stunned. She's, she took his, uh, his anger and turned it around and said, hey, man, you gotta do some thinking, and left him, man, like I said, speechless, thump flummoxed. And that's where we find him at the start of this scene. So, hope you enjoy it. Talk to you on the flip side. Veritas Morte, a science fiction novella by Michael Kingswood. Narrated by Keith Mickelson. Master Chief Hamberley found him still in that chair 20 minutes later. The head of security bobbed into the room quickly and made just a quick little bow. He was practically bouncing from foot to foot. He had so much energy. We found him, Your Highness. Suddenly, Lucian joined the bird-like man in being about ready to burst his seams. He sprang to his feet, his musing about the meeting with Princess Ophelia, and the troubling way her final words had impacted him, forgotten in his sudden excitement. Where is he? I want to... The morgue, sire. Lucian stopped abruptly, feeling as though the wind had been taken from his sails. It was good the man was dead, but... Explain, Master Chief. We needed him alive. Hamberley inclined his head. Agreed, but fortunately... His death brought us more than enough information to move forward. He gestured at a wall panel near the servant's entrance. May I? Lucian nodded, and only just then realized that Hamberley was alone. None of his assistants had come, and he had not brought any of Lucian's staff. Hamberley tapped the screen to life and looked back at Lucian. He must have seen the sudden wary confusion on the prince's face, because the head of security coughed softly into his hand. It sounded a very uncomfortable cough. I have not shown this to anyone else, Your Highness. The reason will become abundantly clear in a moment. That was intriguing, and it was not like Hamberley was going to make an attempt on his life. For one thing, Lucian was quite sure he could break the little man in half. For another, above and beyond the omnipresent guardian drones that lurked unobtrusively up near the ceiling, two marine guards stood just outside the door. A pair of marines had not left his side or near enough since the assassination attempt, and they would rush in at the first sign of trouble. For that matter, they would not have let Hamberley through without a thorough checking over in the first place, no matter his position on the ship. Abernathy's orders had been quite specific on that point. Lucian gestured for him to proceed. We found his body in a storeroom near the port side hangar deck. He had been dead for approximately ten hours when we found him. 
so whoever hired him disposed of him once the deed was done. Hamberley nodded. A not uncommon fate for assassins, sire. Once they have completed their mission, they become liabilities, and so... He left the rest unsaid, instead turning back to the wall panel and tapping out a few commands. As you know, there are security cameras in all corridors aboard ship. Replaying the footage from that section revealed this. An image appeared on the screen. The false servant, now dressed in the uniform of an ordinary crewman, walked hurriedly toward another man in a crewman's uniform. The second man's back was to the camera so Lucian could not make out his features. The two men met in front of a doorway, and the assassin said something, then glanced over his shoulder. When he turned back to his accomplice, his eyes went wide and he made to move away. But the other man was too quick. He grabbed the assassin by the throat and struck him repeatedly in the belly. A knife? Lucian looked away from the screen as he asked the question. Hamberly nodded. The man had half a dozen deep puncture wounds in his chest and abdomen. Death would have been painful, but relatively quick. On the screen, the second man opened the door and dragged the assassin's body inside, then came back out with some cleaning supplies, gleaned from the storeroom, no doubt, and made quick work of any blood in the corridor. Then he replaced the supplies in the storeroom and strode away down the corridor. And during that entire time, he never once turned his face toward the camera. There was no way to tell who he was, except that he was of about average height and fit. Clearly, he has intimate knowledge of the ship's layout. That corridor is almost completely untraveled during that hour of night, a perfect location for his needs. And there are other cameras at intervals, but he managed to conceal his face in every single one. Lucian scowled. How does that help? I thought you said we had more than enough to move forward. Hamberly smiled slyly and raised his index finger. It helps, because I know something he does not, Your Highness. There have been of late a number of incidents of pilferage from this particular storeroom. So, with the captain's approval, I installed a hidden interior camera. He raised his eyebrows meaningfully. The camera's existence has not been widely advertised. He tapped the panel again, and the angle of the image changed to that of a camera looking down at the inside of the storeroom door from near the ceiling and back a ways. On the screen, the killer dragged the assassin's body into the storeroom and shoved it to one side. And then he looked directly up at the hidden camera. Lucian's breath caught in his throat. His blood went to ice as he beheld the killer's face, and then a towering fury obliterated that ice beneath its heat. You see why I came to you first, your highness. I cannot arrest one of his rank without approval. No, Lucian breathed. No, you cannot. Where is he now? I believe he is in conference with his department heads at the moment. Lucian nodded. Hamberly waited for a few seconds, then cleared his throat. Lucian pulled his eyes from the screen and looked fully at the head of security. Shall I proceed with the arrest, sire? Lucian headed for the door. No, he said, and Hamberly's eyes went wide with surprise and confusion. Have Abernathy meet us there. Lucian said before the Master Chief could speak again. I'm going to do it myself. Well, shoot, if there's one thing in my time in the Navy taught me is that you need something done, go get the Master Chief. Boom! Figured it out. And man, did he figure it out well. Of course, 
I haven't told you who it is yet. Yeah, got to do a little suspense action, but uh, hey, cool. So we know who the poisoner is, know who the bad guy is. Well, the poisoner's dead, we know who his boss was, and we got to go track it down, and Lucian's getting ready to go kick some butt. Wow. Hopefully that'll work out well for him. You can find out how it works, works out by tuning into the next episode. Or, if you can't wait that long, go buy the book. Go buy the book. Go buy all the books that I wrote. Anyway, uh, yeah, Amazon, it's still exclusive, uh, of course. I haven't really decided how long it's going to be that way. Well, partly inertia. Probably, maybe, probably by the end of this podcast series with it, I'll take it out wide just because. You can find the print book everywhere and the audiobook everywhere as well. So that'll tide you over, I hope. Uh, hey, drop me a line at michael at michaelkingswood.com. Go by the website, sign up for the mailing list, go by Patreon, pledge a bunch of money. Or just show up next time and continue to uh, enjoy, if you can. All right. I'll do anything I wouldn't do. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions. Guaranteed to be spam-free. Or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. If you really like my stuff and feel like giving me a buck, drop by Patreon and sign up to be a patron. As always, if you like today's story, be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends. This production is copyright Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved. <laughs>